The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Um, the story doesn't say why he's going to visit the Buddha, but um, I, I suspect that um, in ancient India there was a lot of arguing, debating, back and forth between all the various religious and spiritual uh, traditions and sects. And so um, I suspect that he went to the Buddha to try to, to collect some information, maybe to start a debate, start an argument, um, some juicy information to bring back. Um, and the Buddha, in his infinite wisdom, I think he also knew exactly why Digatopasi came to visit him. And um, so he was very gracious and welcoming to Digatopasi, um, invited him to take a seat. And actually, he, um, the Buddha himself initiated uh, a conversation. And the conversation that he initiated was around um, evil actions, evil actions. And the Buddha questioned um, Digatopasi as to which of the three types of action, bodily, verbal, or mental, um, is the most reprehensible. So Digatopasi answered with great certainty that it's definitely bodily action. Definitely bodily action. And the Buddha said, well, I say mental action. So Digatapasi asked the Buddha to, he asked the Buddha to actually repeat that, his opinion on that three times, just to make sure. And so then he got up and left and went back to um, his teacher, Nataputta, and um, related the conversation. And he got a great deal of praise from his teacher for having given the correct answer. Bodily action. Bodily action is the most reprehensible, according to Natapusa. So in this crowd of people assembled around Natapusa, Nataputta, there was this householder, the householder I named in the quote, named Upali, and he was a longtime disciple of uh, Nataputta and a great supporter of Nataputta with, with, with alms. And, um, so Upali... When he heard this, he got really all worked up about it. He really got excited about it, about this disagreement between um, what he, his teacher believes to be true and what the Buddha, uh, what the Buddha said. And um, he vowed to everyone there that he was now going to go to the Buddha and refute this position that the Buddha was taking. In fact, Upali was so worked up over all of this, that he said, if the Buddha doesn't change his position, quote, in debate, I will drag the recluse Gotama to and drag him fro and drag him roundabout. So, now Digatapasi was there also in the crowd and he started to feel a little, a little jealous, I think, that maybe this householder might outshine him in the eyes of his master by going to the Buddha and, and um, refuting the Buddha's um, teaching. Or maybe he thought he, wanted, he, want, he should be the one who should 
be praised and, and not Upali. So he really was cautioning strongly uh, against sending Upali to do this. So I wanted to just read from the, this actual sutta. When he, um, when he cautioned and tried to actually talk Nataputta out of um, okaying this, he said to Nataputta, Venerable sir, I do not agree that the householder Upali should try to refute the recluse Gotama's doctrine. For the recluse Gotama is a magician and knows a converting magic by which he converts disciples of other sects. A magician. So, so Naraputta actually stays pretty relaxed about this. And he, uh, he says, actually, in his opinion, it's more likely that when the Buddha hears Upali make such a strong case for his Naraputta's doctrine that the Buddha actually will become a disciple of Upali's. So Upali goes to visit the, the Buddha and he asks him about this conversation with Digga Tapasi and the Buddha answers, oh yes, we had that conversation and, and tells him about uh, exactly what was said. And so then the householder Upali says to the Blessed One, The Digatapasi has answered the Blessed One like a well-taught disciple who understands his teacher's dispensation rightly. What does the trivial mental rod count for, or mental action count for, in comparison with the gross bodily action? On the contrary, this, oh, this is actually... Um, on the contrary, the, the bodily action is the most reprehensible for the performance of evil action, and not so much the verbal and the mental rod. So he's very, he is really making um, his strong case and won't back down. So what happens is that the Buddha actually um, invites Upali into a debate, and he, he debates him on what the Buddha says on the basis of truth. And what the Buddha does, as he often does, he teaches through stories. And so he tells four stories or similes that point to the harm that's caused by actions rooted in the mind. So I thought I would share just one of those with you. Because these four stories actually um, kind of create this truth also in Upali's mind. And he changes, as we'll see. So, what do you think, householder? Suppose some recluse or Brahmin came here possessed of supernormal power and attained to mastery of mind and spoke thus, I will reduce this town of Nalanda to ashes with one mental act of hate. What do you think, householder? Would such a recluse or Brahmin be able to do that? Venerable sir, such a recluse or Brahmin, possessed of supernormal power and attained to mastery of mind, would be able to reduce 10, 20, 30, 40, even 50 towns to ashes with one mental act of hate. So um, Upali 
um, now is convinced of the truth by the Buddha that it's actions rooted in the mind that cause the most harm and evil. And so he goes back to Nariputta as his teacher and tells him that he is um, now taking refuge in the Buddha. And when he, when Upali basically tells the Buddha that, um, that he is now taking refuge in Buddha Dharma Sangha, he is, he is really impressed by the Buddha's response. The Buddha, um, often when, apparently in ancient India, when um, masters and teachers acquired new disciples, they, there's a lot of boasting about this. And... Um, uh, a lot of bragging that I stole your disciple or I have this new disciple. Um, but instead, um, what does the Buddha tell Upali? He, he, t- he tells Upali, I simply encourage you to, quote, to investigate thoroughly. That is our practice, right? So that's all he says, investigate thoroughly. And then Upali um, is is wondering if, you know, maybe perhaps the Buddha is expecting some, some special gifts now. Apparently this was also a tradition in India. A new, a new disciple would um, offer gifts to the teacher. But instead, the Buddha actually encourages Upali, who was a longtime follower and supporter of his other master, Nariputta. He really encourages uh, Upali to continue to give alms to, um, to Nariputta and to that spiritual community to continue to support it. So Upali is quite impressed with the Buddha's humility and, and generosity. And so now that they are student and teacher, the Buddha sits down with Upali to instruct him in the Dharma. And this is what he says. He gave him instruction, talk on giving, talk on virtue, talk on the heavens. He explained the danger, degradation, and defilement in sensual pleasures and the blessing of renunciation. When he knew that the householder Upali's mind was ready, receptive, free from hindrances, elated and confident, he expounded to him the teaching special to the Buddhas, suffering its origin its sense, its cessation, and the path. Just as a clean cloth with all marks removed would take dye evenly, so too, while the householder Upali sat there, the spotless, immaculate vision of the Dharma arose in him. All that is subject to arising is subject to cessation. So Upali's soft mind um, absorbed the Dharma. So one practice that helps me to, uh, to stay soft around my experiences in life is um, the practice of gratitude. So I thought I would end with a poem on, on gratitude. Praise be this morning for sleeping late, the sandy sheets, the ocean air, the midnight storm that blew its waters in. Praise be the morning swim mid-tide, 
the clear sands underneath our feet, the dogs who leap into the waves, their fur sticky with salt, the ball we throw again and again. Praise be the green tea with honey, the bread we dip in finest olive oil, the eggs we fry. Praise be the reeds, gold and pink in the summer light, the sand between our toes, our swimsuits flapping in the breeze. So thank you for, uh, for being here to practice me today and listening to my story. And um, I, um, I wish for you um, great softness in, um, in your day.